Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Derek and Lori go back to play in a glory hole room with three other people where Lori gets to fulfill her BBC fantasy anonymously. Then, after an icebreaker game in the sex apartment, Lori rides G until she soaks the couch in her bedroom. All right, we've dragged them back once again here at the sex apartment. We have Lori and Derek one more time. Hello. Welcome back. We've heard some fantastic stories from you guys, but now what I'm most interested in is what are your favorite moments so far in your lifestyle journey? Derek, what were your favorite moments so far? So there was one night we actually went to the club. The couple that took us under their wing, we actually found them at the club, was hanging out with them for a while. And probably favorite moment experience is we ended up going into the room (laughs) that has the two glory holes. I knew that was going there. It was not just myself and Lori and this other couple. There was a unicorn that came with us. So there was all of us in this room and actually experiencing watching her do oral on somebody through a wall that she has no idea who it is while uh, engaging in a doggy style act. Just to paint the picture of this room. (laughs) Nessa, can you describe this room? It's a relatively small room. With a single twin bed. There's two glory holes that have separate entrances, so each glory hole can have another person in it. And these glory hole rooms are actually connected to little closets where if you want to put your cock through the hole, you walk into this little closet, close the door behind you, and it's a dark closet, and you just slide your cock through this hole. And these holes are kind of side by side. Now what I'm hearing, Lori, you're giving a blowjob and getting fucked from behind at the same time? Is that... Correct. I'm gathering. That's correct. Okay. And then and then there is another girl giving a blowjob in the other hole. To me, that was just a, an ultimate experience. I, I broke her away from the glory hole for a little while. We played on the bed. Then she went back to the glory hole. And I kind of like it there. Yeah. I was going to say, now <laughs> when you went back like to the, the glory, glory hole, hole. <laughs> I assume the first person left and this was something new that came through? Yes. And then she was actually partaking in doggy style sex with the other gentleman in the group and then i broke his wife away and we went over to the bed and we played over there the entire time the unicorn is playing amongst the room galloping around is a good unicorn shit (laughs) yes yes she was making sure everybody was happy (laughs) so then me and this other gentleman's partner she goes back to the glory hole i come back over she is performing this nice fellatio act on this large large (laughs) black penis so I ask her nicely. Before you ask her, is this penis number three through the glory hole? I lost count at this point. Yeah. Okay. Three or more. I'll take three or more. <laughs> yes. yes. It, it might be four, five, <laughs> but it was a rather large sized penis. So I kind of tapped her on the head and I'm like, do you want to back up on this? At this time, part of her fuck it list was to engage with a black male, preferably a BBC. She had not done that before. So I'm like, hey, this is a perfect opportunity. This was a really large penis. We're getting out a condom trying to put it on this thing. And it's a thing. 
I'm holding this guy's penis. <laughs> I'm sure he has zero idea that there's a guy on the other <laughs> side of the wall holding his dick. While we're trying to get a, a con, and eventually it was like, here, dude. We handed him a condom. If, if, you think, if you think you can get this on there, we're going to do this. Well, it ended up he left. And then another gentleman came in and she started with oral pleasuring on him. He was nowhere near the size of the other guy. But it was like, eh, you want to have fun with this? Sure. So she backed up against the wall, started engaging in sex with him. I'm a little on the short side. Yes, she is a little on the short side and the floor is somewhat slippery. So I am in front of her holding her legs up <laughs> so she can beat into this wall. And I am supporting her emotionally and physically. In all the right ways. And her sexual experience of having sex with some random guy through a glory hole that she has never seen before. Now, yeah. Nessa only has one glory hole experience. <laughs> so I'm going to ask a couple questions here just because I have not had the opportunity to see much glory hole experience. In the first two gentlemen, did they finish or did you, I don't know how long the glory hole lasts or what the moment is where you're like, all right, I've had enough of this, move on. I can't really remember if they finished or not, but typically they don't finish. Typically. So we've been back in this room a few times. I have. <laughs> we like the glorious holes. Side note tonight, there seem to be a lot of single guys on the list tonight. So I imagine I that room that. is going to be very well used. <laughs> so I know the last one finished. I was supporting her in all of the proper ways and she was performing her duties and, and her acts the way that she does. Then she ended up turning around and, and finishing him off. And you can always tell she has this telltale thing where she's giving you head. And then all of a sudden she'll go, mm, she just got a taste. And then she goes, mm, when you really blow your load. So yeah, it is a telltale. If you hear her, if you happen to walk by a room and you know that's going on and you hear, mm, you know, she just got a taste. And then she will stay there to get it all. Mm. <laughs> no matter how much there is. You got red. No, I, I, I'm just saying. So, Lori, what was your favorite moment of that night? I really am into the moment. Sometimes I can be oblivious to what's happening around me. What I can take away from that after we had spoke about it is how he was willing to take a dick in his hand, try to put a condom on it, <laughs> hold me up so I can fuck this other guy. There was a point that I knew that somebody was holding me up, and I didn't really realize that it was him that was holding me up. And I think that's really cool that he's willing to do that and give that experience to me. And Derek, what was your favorite part of that night? The whole picture idea. It's not very often you get to laugh about holding another guy's dick in your hand I, I while your spouse looks at you. I haven't had that moment yet. And, so. and while your spouse looks at you and goes, you're seriously holding his dick right now while we're trying to get a condom on it. Yes, I am. Come on. I'm sure he doesn't mind right now. He has no idea. It's really hard. Just once to it goes through a wall, it, it becomes a toy. It's not really. Yeah. 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 It wasn't real. It couldn't have been real. If you would have seen this thing, you would have been like, oh. That's not real. So one of the things that I like about the glory hole is you go in there and there's nothing in the holes. And then all of a sudden it's like a little worm that comes through that hole and it just kind of sits there. Right. And it's waiting for some attention. So you just go over there. You don't know who is behind that wall. And there's no looking at this penis and saying, I don't want to do this because 
I know what he looks like on the other side of the wall. But through the glory hole, I have no idea who that person is. But yet, they're here for enjoyment, and you're willing to give that enjoyment back. And, you know, if they come in your mouth, that's the cherry on the top of the ice cream. Good job, well done. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's a pat on the back. Absolutely. Lori, what is your favorite moment? I think that my favorite moment, I think, would have to be when it was outside of the club and we were at, you know, somebody's apartment. It made it a little bit more personal. It started out with a game of Jenga. <laughs> now you know why. Oh, now, now, okay. Now, now I, you know why. I, I was like, hmm, an apartment. I know. That's <laughs> what I thought. Okay. Okay. All right, we we can dig into this night. Let's do this. Regular Jenga? To catch the audience up, there happened to be a night where uh, Laurie and Derek joined us with another couple that uh, we all went to a comedy show. Afterwards, we came back to the apartment. The sex apartment. We we have three or four sex-based games sitting on the coffee table and in the room that really just collect dust. We rarely play them at all. This is true. And we couldn't have been back here more than five minutes before somebody said, hey, what's that game? Was it, was it Jenga? Who was who was it? That? It was the other couple. Okay, I, I, it was it was the guy of the other couple, and he suggested we break out this game. It's basically a dirty Jenga yes. that has some questions on the on the tiles and then numbers on the tiles, and the numbers coincide with dares, if you will. And there's three different levels of dares. Okay. And I Do said, "Hey guys, what sh- what should we what what level should we play?" and advanced is not the and, proper answer but that was the answer that was given i said and i laughed because i've read the questions I said, all right fuck it advanced somebody pulls out the first tile and i read the advanced answer and it's something like grab two penises and suck on the bull and everyone's like uh uh we just i was like all right we still let's, have our clothes on <laughs> let's go ahead and grab the intermediate as well and we ended up playing the game we would read both the intermediate and the advanced dares and <laughs> let the person drawing pick i will say that everybody was naked within a matter of Oh yeah, fifteen minutes at the most. It didn't yeah, take it did long. not take and long. The, no. the game is very objectified to making sure you have no clothing. But I, I will say that the beginner level is not. <laughs> but I, I don't know how far you go. I don't know when you transition from card to card. It served its purpose because after about twenty minutes in here, twenty thirty minutes, it was okay. Well, we can sit on this couch and be uncomfortable, or we can go back in the bedroom, and that we did. Yes, we did. What do you remember of the game? It allowed us to kind of get a taste, literally, of the other people in the room. And I like that. It didn't keep you with just your partner and that it involved everybody and it got everybody warmed up. You know, I like to kiss the women and I, li- I guess I kind of like to kiss everybody. So. <laughs> everybody. She gave me that smile. I like when I get that smile. Was there one or two that stood out that you were like, oh, that's I'm glad that dare is in this game. There was times where you had to give oral sex to another female and they had to be down there for a timed amount, one minute, two minutes, whatever it was. Kind of neat to sit back and, and watch that. Derek, do you remember any of the dares from that night that you were particularly fond of? I'm Mr. Observant. I remember all the dares. <laughs> Excellent. Anything that jumps out at you as, oh, these are my favorites. So she had a, a couple that were... 
have to make out with this person for a minute, have to make out with that person for a minute. She is the only woman I know of that can kiss me and get me aroused like boom right now. So to see her engage with other guys and I I know that ability that she has with me and kind of fantasize with, Oh yeah, this is where she's leaving them right now. Oh, your minute's (laughs) up. Have a good day. Um, I know where you are. (laughs) Those were kind of nice. Um, I think just the overall game itself is really neat, how it engages you with several people. I did get a nice experience with with Nessa over there. It was very pleasing. It was a great transition. That transition piece that everybody hates. Exactly. It was a really neat way to kind of get everybody warmed up and get to know each other. And that anxiety that you have of meeting somebody for the first time or, you know, wanting to play with them the first time. And how does that work? So that game was just pretty cool about. Yeah. That transition of how do you come from the comedy club clothed to naked and in a bedroom. Right. The, and within a half an hour, which was really impressive. It was very is, impressive. It <clears throat> infinitely faster than we typically are as we sit on this couch and talk with people for hours on end and suddenly realize, Oh shit, it's two o'clock in the morning. Are we doing this or what? And I know we're all tired, but we're here. So yeah, we need to get one of those. Yeah. Maybe we'll just come back and play it again. I was going to say, you guys are welcome to play anytime you'd like. (laughs) So we moved back to the bedroom. The couples got onto the bed and we were playing around, um, kissing each other. At this point, all three couples were on the bed. That one over there did not participate in the bed activities. (laughs) Oh, he's the one that likes to stand back and watch. He's the reason you left the bed. <laughs> I'm trying to remember why I wasn't on the bed that time. Was I running the sit? No, I don't think I ran the sit. No, no, you were you were just on the couch you were observing. Just sitting, okay. I mean, you were doing that. your thing. You were on the couch observing, doing your thing. So I don't like seeing people not involved in part of the game. So I do believe that I went over to you on the couch and you were there all by yourself. So we started to make out. You seemed to be really receptive. I, I, I will say you do have a very good way of arousing people while you kiss. Okay, good. Good. I took control of the situation. You 100% took control of the situation. Yes, she 100% took control of the situation. (laughs) Yes. Uh, She came over, engaged with you. She got on top of you. There was some grinding that went on. And then she said those those magic words. Those magic words are, oh, fuck. (laughs) That's when you know that she just dropped a lot of liquid, um, that she has squirted all over the place. I did take control. I like the fact that you allowed me to take that control. And you, like Derek, has that, you sit back and you have that grin on your face (laughs) and your eyes squint. And so it was like, "Uh uh-huh, I got this. I got him. But it wasn't more of a game. It was, I was allowed to take control. The night was right. Everything felt right. I had been warmed up with Nessa. And all that stuff just kind of played into our experience on the couch. I will say it's very explosive experience. I'm not sure if your couch is ever going to be the same. <laughs> if things dry, it's all right. That's exactly what he said, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I just destroyed your couch. And he's like, yeah, it'll get cleaned. <laughs> it'll dry. I'm not worried. That's yeah. right. It's a sex apartment. I, th- I think if people are like, well, what do you mean sex? And fuck you. It's a sex apartment. Deal yeah. with it. So... <laughs> Basically, I was able to take control, and then I just think that we worked really well together. You didn't take over the situation and didn't give me that anxiety. I think a lot of that played into how 
well I was receptive and how that experience went. I didn't feel like you're going to be the aggressive one. You're going to make me do something or you're going to suggest something that I really didn't want to participate. Other than the fact that you understand women (laughs) and Nessa's got a great partner. I do remember that session ending. <laughs> she tends to hit when she, uh, <laughs> oh. when, she when she has her episode. She she tends uh, to af- smack after about the third or fourth time that you had squirted. <laughs> there was a a firm hand slap onto my chest. <laughs> yes, that is which my, I was not prepared for. I think that's my signature move. I <laughs> I don't do it intentionally. I live a bruised life. <laughs> But you knew that everything was going well. Yep. Okay. The third couple had left. I do believe the other gentleman had finished, and then they quickly exited the apartment. When the other female was done, she kind of got up and came into the living room to get a drink, and she walked back in more clothes and came back out and then walked in completely clothed. And he's like, well, I guess I'm done. Yeah. And then he hopped up, got dressed, and they were like, okay, bye, guys. And we were all still going. You did drop down and finish me orally. I did. And I did warn you that, careful, there's a lot. And you said... And it doesn't matter (laughs) how much. You you were all about bring it, so... (laughs) And at the end, I said, that's a lot. (laughs) I warned you. I did warn you. (laughs) I don't know if we should call this one unzipping or drying off, because after that, I was thoroughly soaked here in the uh, sex apartment. I remember that day. It was a very fun first experience with them. I still am impressed with how well the games went. Yeah, and that's not our typical way to, although I can't even say we have a typical way to transition because we are just so bad at it, but it worked in a group setting. I don't know if that would have worked with just us and another couple. It might not have been as fun. I That's a good point. I think the fact that you have multiple places to bounce around while playing adult Jenga yeah. does kind of make it a little... And more people to choose from when you get a dare to go down on somebody or but i think we're getting ahead of ourselves before we start unzipping that i want to hit the glory hole room of course Uh, of course i want to hit the glory hole room because i'm (laughs) very eager for you to go back to the glory hole room yeah i just it doesn't do a whole lot for me which is funny because for me i love the anonymity of it the fact that it could be anybody and okay we don't have to go through the selection process and just like she said it really doesn't matter who's on the other side of that here's the toy that's poking through the wall that is going to fulfill my desires and needs for this particular moment and then tap tap away it goes yeah and i like that idea i definitely like the anonymity unfortunately i don't think that i follow those you rules you are such a glory hole room <laughs> cheater i can't, I can't do it i Growing up when I was little, I was, I peaked. I always knew what I was getting for Christmas. I, that, And I feel like that is just part of who I am. It's something I can't change about myself. I want to know. I can't not know. <laughs> the cool thing about the glory hole room at our club is that you really can't cheat anymore because the closets are now painted black and are dark. So the only light in the room is the light shining through the hole. So I think it'll be harder for you to take a peek at shoes and try to figure out who it is. And then there goes my attraction. (laughs) Also, I want to feel the feelings of the person, the reciprocation of just a hand, even behind my head. If I'm giving you head, a, a hand on my ass or just that involvement with the other person. It seems silly, but it's. 
a big deal. And, and now as you're saying this, you're taking away my entire argument perfectly because now I'm picturing you and all the situations that I have pictures and videos of and the way that I love the way that you run your hand on things or wrap your legs around and Okay, you make a valid point, but I still love the idea (laughs) of you being a sexual object for the person on the other side of that wall. Okay. There are aspects to the glory hole room that are very intriguing to me. And one of them is how unnecessary it is to connect with the person that you are literally, there is a tool that you can use that's coming through a hole. And again, you don't, it doesn't even have to be connected to a personality. It doesn't have to be connected to a person in your mind. It's just there for you to use pleasure if you want. I'm assuming that they're going to get some sort of pleasure. I will say from pictures and videos I have seen from a handful of our friends who do yes. frequent these rooms. Yeah. It does appear they get a lot of pleasure. And don't get me wrong, it doesn't wall. mean that I won't do it. I will do it on the occasion. I'm just saying it doesn't do a whole lot for me. It's fun to ex- have the experience. It's fun to go in there and you know, give somebody else an experience maybe. So but what you're saying is you probably don't have the desire to go in alone, but you might be more open to bouncing in when one of our friends happens to go in or two or three. Maybe. Or, you know, if there's going to be something else happening on my side of things, oh, maybe. I see the wheel spinning. I can't wait to see where this goes. <laughs> Another thing that Derek and Laurie brought up was her BBC fantasy and how excited she was to try this out. Yeah. I have seen her get into that zone where she doesn't know what's going on. She's just, okay, I'm in sex mode now and it doesn't matter what's where I'm taking it and let's go. So I can see her just on her knees in front of this hole and (laughs) something comes through and it's like, that goes in my mouth. Yep. (laughs) And it's not until Derek taps her on the head and says, Hey, want to put that in your pussy? (laughs) That she goes, there's another way to do this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it'll just, And and I'm trying to picture how he was holding her legs and where it's like part of me wants to imagine like he just actually picked her up and just slid her up against the wall (laughs) and her legs were up on the wall and he's holding her butt or maybe she's but I don't I don't know. But yeah, I will say from what I know of you, you don't seem to have specific types of person fantasies. That is correct. While you have experienced a BBC or two or three, you aren't rushing for that experience again. No, because so much of my experiences that I enjoy the most are based on the connection I build before going into a room. I'm not really searching out one particular thing. I'm more searching out one particular experience. So if, let's say, I make a connection with someone who has a BBC, that experience will be way more exciting to me because I have the connection on the other end, even if it's something silly, like a big thing would be for me, it's or maybe not a big thing, a small <laughs> thing, something that goes a long way for me is flirting, especially in the club atmosphere when it's somebody I've never spoken to or the first time I'm seeing them at the club. Some of the gentlemen have really perfected the wink across the room and the constant purposely being caught in a stare. And that is such a turn on for me. It, it's, oh, they're looking at me. Oh, he's looking at me. And here he is. Oop, I caught him again. It's funny you mentioned that because while I stare all over the room at the club, I still use the society norms of oh, starting to look at me, look away. Yeah. And, but now that you mentioned it this way. It's such a small gesture and it's 
you can do it without any words. I've had it happen with people we've not even talked to. And we still, to this day, I will still see them at the club and they'll do the same thing. And every single time, it still just like makes me feel so great. And most of the time, the reason why we haven't talked to them is because we're either in a conversation with somebody else or the night takes us somewhere unexpected, not purposefully ignoring anybody. I think this should be a new rule for us from now on. Every time you catch somebody staring, we have to go say hi. Although then there's some awkward ones. So, <laughs> Okay. Every time we catch somebody staring that you might have some interest in, we should go say hi. So, but getting back around to the BBC is that now let's say I have two options. I can be guaranteed I have an experience with the BBC one night versus, okay, there's this nice gentleman who's made contact with me, gave me a wink across the room and started that connection, and he happens to have a BBC. Then my choice is definitely going to be the one that I've made a connection with. And to me, it doesn't matter if it's big or bigger than the other BBC. Because because I would much prefer to have that connection with the experience versus just having the experience. I'm not searching out just the experience. I want to say that I haven't noticed that size makes a big difference for you. It doesn't. But then I think back to a couple of the videos that I may or may not have with you with <laughs> a BBC. And there are certain sounds and moments where you're like, oh, wow, um... I've been told that my G-spot is very high up in wherever it's supposed to be. I've been told this. I don't know if this very, is Very true. deep inside? Yes, very deep. Probably a good percentage, I would say at least 80% of my orgasms come from clitoral stimulation. So I can have a very, very good orgasm with somebody who can't hit the G-spot. When I do have an orgasm that's also including G-spot stimulation, it's still a very good orgasm. There is a difference. I do feel like the orgasm with a G-spot stimulation is better, but it's also more exhausting. So clitoral stimulation, I can probably have more orgasms if that's just clitoral. And then I you know, have like a couple minutes of break and then I can go again. But G-spot stimulation with clitoral stimulation orgasm, I'm a little bit more like mm, tapped out. I'm done. Now, what if you back off on the clitoral stimulation? How many G-spot orgasms do you think you could take? <laughs> I don't know that I've ever had that, to be honest with you. Interesting. Or if I have, it hasn't stood out as anything different. But I will say that the one and only time that I felt like there was a possibility that I would squirt oh. was when I had a gentleman with long fingers, big hands, fingering me and eating me out at the same time. And I think he managed to hit the G-spot and the clitoral stimulation like simultaneously in just the right order or however it happened but it felt like I was ready to release. And because his face was between my legs, I <laughs> held back and I did not want, because that would have been my first time ever squirting if that was going to happen. And I really didn't want it to be all over somebody's face for the first oh, time. See, and, <laughs> I know, I know. I am in the boat of please, please, please all over my face. I would love that. So we got to find long fingers. I, I <laughs> actually find long uh, fingers. <laughs> so what we're saying here is that, well, not, Intentionally seeking it out, BBC is not off the table. <laughs> Correct. Transitioning to our transition moments, I have felt that we find it to be just as awkward as that moment there was. Yes, and if not worse. 
I don't know if it's because we like to talk so much or more that we don't want to apply any pressure to anybody to feel like, hey, we have to go do this. Yeah, it's definitely, I think it's definitely more that we are not aggressive people. I guess it's just not in our personalities to push. And we do really feel that comfort on everybody's part is important. That makes transitioning kind of hard because it either has to be sat down and talked about, which can be really awkward too. My big thing is people have entrusted us to come to the sex apartment and I'm not going to be like, all right, you're in the sex apartment. Let's go. Let's fuck. Come on. Let's do this. I'm going to be, hey, you guys came here. While it is a sex apartment, it is still not an expectation that you play. Yeah. It is, as I tell everybody, we are no expectations couple. We are laid back. We will go with the flow. You've come to the sex apartment. If you are interested in doing anything more, let us know. If you just want to hang out, we will talk to you all night long. The number of times that we have sat and talked all night long, and then within five minutes of people leaving, and getting in their car, we get the, we really wanted to play, but we just weren't sure if you were interested. <laughs> and we have to explain, yes, you're here. We're probably interested. It's it's pretty safe to say that. So we have struggled <laughs> with the transition. And there have been times where I can tell the husband is very eager and he's kind of nudging Yeah, his but that's wife. the worst. I don't know why. Why do you guys do that? Why do you push the wives? Why are you like, hey, go, go do something. Go, go make a move. Then you fucking make a move. Jesus, it's not only... I get it. I get it. Let's get the the girls kissing and making out. Then things can get rolling because we'll get the girls comfortable. I would be just as comfortable if the guy were gently coming over towards me and making a move versus him nudging his wife and she's very awkwardly like, okay, I'm supposed to kiss you now. Like... <laughs> I think I think it's my time to kiss you, he says. <laughs> or the awkward, take off your shirt, babe. Babe, take off your shirt. Show them your boobs. Show them. Like, it's just so awkward. Then you're sitting there and I'm like, okay, now do I have to take off my, are we making this equal playing ground? Like, what is, and it's so awkward. It, it's just so much nicer when you get the feeling throughout the evening leading up to walking in the doors to the apartment that everybody's attracted to one another, that you're headed in the direction of the bedroom versus it's been kind of a chill night. Nobody's really made any moves on anybody. There's not really been a whole lot of flirting. And now all of a sudden we're sitting down and like awkwardly sitting across the room from each other. And this kind of goes back to the fact that when we're out in public, we try to be very respectful it, it, of the people does. that we're with and the space that we're in. It does, especially when people live locally and could possibly run into people they know and they don't want to make a big deal about whatever they're doing, you know. And and I hear of other couples that will go out to bars and they will sit in mixed pairs where each person's sitting with the other's partner and there's the flirting and the touching that go on there so that by the time they would walk back into the room here, it would be, there wouldn't be a, let's go sit out on the couch. It would be right. like, Ooh, I've been waiting for this all night. Let's get to it. Exactly. Yeah. You've used your entire night to warm up somebody versus you're cold walking in the door. And now we got to try to figure out the connection or flirt here. And there have and been, sometimes it works. Sometimes it works great. Other times, maybe not so much. There have been times where people will get up sporadically to go to the bathroom. And I'm always thinking, is somebody going to walk out naked? Is Are they getting up to try to move this along? And I frequently am like, hey, we should switch spots at this point. But I never say it because, again, I don't want us to be the one that's 
pressuring the situation. So, but I think also, I mean, if they're coming into the sex apartment with us, I mean, they're pretty well aware of what's possible and, to happen. But at the same time, I don't want to be the one that's going, Hey, you're here. Let's get this going. The problem with that is that if everybody sits back and waits for somebody else to push things along, if you get two couples, both like us, it's just not going to happen. And we've been in that boat. We've been in the situation where we're legit having great conversation, sitting back, talking, and then somebody looks at their watch and they're like, oh shit, look at what time it is. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll try to get things going at that point, but then, you know, it's like, ugh. Okay, now it's rushed and yeah. Now we're like... Well, we're doing this because this is what we came out to do, but we were enjoying our conversation just as much. And not that I'm saying we should not have sex because now, we're I am, talking. I am frequently the first person to sit down because I like to come in and grab the spot where, okay, I'm sitting down. You guys feel free to sit wherever you'd like. Do you feel it would be better if I was more aggressive and told the other female, hey, you sit over here and then you sit next to her and then her guy? Or as we typically see is... They will sit on the other side of the couch and they will sit close to each other. And it's kind of they're relaxing and getting comfortable and accustomed to the space. That's a tough call because it depends on where their comfort level is. I know from experience that when I'm asked to sit next to somebody, the guy of the other couple, if he pats the seat next to him, says, hey, come sit next to me. Then I'm like, "Ooh, that's kind of like the start of the, oh. He wants me to sit next to him. But do you feel that would be too aggressive on our part? Again, I don't feel that's an aggressive move at all. However, if we're talking about a couple who's maybe newer to the lifestyle, and this might be one of their first play sessions outside of a club atmosphere, to them, that might be a little much. They might be like, oh, I don't want to, I want to sit next to my partner. I don't want to You're right. A brand new couple. I definitely don't think that that is the way to go. But somebody else who maybe came out expecting playtime or whatever, then that would seem perfectly appropriate. It doesn't seem aggressive at all. Now, one of the things that I do, times where I can tell the sexual tensions in the room, but I don't want to say, Nessa, take off your shirt or (laughs) show them your tattoos. (laughs) I will maybe just pick up one of the card games that we have and just kind of start fidgeting with it. Occasionally, I will see... The other male pick it up, pick up one and go, hey, what is this? And it's just, a, eh, let's pop that open. Just let's let's go through one or two pieces in this game. And just to break that ice and get things moving. I enjoy the games when I've been drinking because the games kind of put you out of your comfort zone. Just naturally asking you to do some sort of task that you might not normally do just in general. The games to me are comfortable when there's drinks involved. But if you're coming from... Just hanging out, and I guess you have all of your inhibitions still. <laughs> now, that might be one of the good things about Bella and Jace's game from the Foreplay podcast, because in their game, it's do this or take two sips. Yeah. We still have to get Bella and Jace's game. We, have, we haven't done that yet, and that is on our list, but because we so rarely play a game in the apartment, it's... Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is that let's say we're out with a couple and it's more of a weeknight type of thing and we're not all out to get wasted. Even Stupid work the next morning. <laughs> we're not. We're just not out to be, to be drinking the night before we have to go back to work. In those events, I think that's where a flirting type, building up type situation is going to 
pay off and be more beneficial than say just hanging out we have gone to a comedy show with couples where it's dark enough you don't have to worry I mean, with legs and feet and hands under the table you can have some touching back and forth yeah and we've we've had an experience or two where i i have rubbed the leg of the other woman and she's reciprocated back and shown the interest and by the time we get back to here there's enough energy built up that things kind of take off from there yeah, those are the type of dates that don't need a transition necessarily because you're already kind of warmed up. You don't need to have that warming up happen right when we come in and sit down versus, okay, I'm still trying to get to know you. We've just spent the eve, And there might be slower moving couples who don't have that opportunity to flirt without in public. And, and then we there, get back here. There and- are definitely those couples that need a handful of beverages to get themselves to that relaxed point where they can do something that they find while erotic, uncomfortable and away from their norm. Yeah. Just to just bring down the inhibitions a little bit. Yep. Yeah. That being said, I do still really enjoy the idea of games because, well, I love games and I I love going to game night and all that. So the idea of playing sexy games, but we still even suck at transitioning from and I, I, We're just talking to, hey, let's play a sexy game. I enjoy the games when it's more than just four people. I think that the games work better in a group setting because you have more bodies to choose. It starts to become a little bit mundane when you have just another couple sitting in front of you and they're like, oh, one female find another female. And, you know, and so not that I'm opposed to continuing to provide for another female. It gets repetitive. But it does. And then you're like, okay, well, we kind of did this. Let's. And I will say that game that night was perfect because we hadn't played with Derek and Laurie and we hadn't played with that other couple. Right. The fact that we came in the apartment, the games are out on the table, and one of the couples that was there suggested it. And right. we, we ran with it, it with no problem. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. yes, we left it out and they're permanently out on our coffee table. Be For that there. purpose. If somebody wants it as an icebreaker, then it's there. Yeah. Yep. And when he suggested we play it, I said, all right. And when he said, hey, I want to play the extreme rules, I said, <laughs> okay. okay, by me. <laughs> Things took off perfectly. Mm-hmm. Everybody was receptive to everything. The sexual, t- I mean, there was no holding back. No, Nobody turned down a dare. It was, yep, let's try it. Let's try it. It's It's one minute. Cool. Try it. Let's go. And we came back in the bedroom when we were, all right, we're all naked. We've been touching and kissing and stroking and everything to this point. Let's get back in the bedroom and have some fun. Right. Yeah. It serves its purpose. And we came Very back well. here and things <laughs> took off. Yeah. Couches got soaked. Couches did get soaked. And that goes back to how much I thoroughly enjoy the squirting. <laughs> I do have to say that I have enjoyed Lori a couple more times since then. And I am now prepared for the slap. And <laughs> I know I know when it's going to come. And I kind of relax and let, <laughs> let it kind of bounce off now. <laughs> One last thing that I want to touch on is the difference between sex in our apartment or sex at home versus sex at the club. I know a lot of couples are, I will only play at the club or someone else's place because my place is my place for the two of us. And we're saving that for us, just like some couples save kissing, oral sex, you name it. Everybody has their own rule. One of their rules is our personal space is the space for us. We will go someplace else to play. We'll get a hotel room. We'll play at the club. And I think also for safety purposes, people might be concerned about letting strangers into their home. You know, And, and I guess that kind of goes to us where we 
don't really do a lot with air quote strangers where we kind of get to know everybody and we have a solid feel for them before we actually end up welcoming them into our apartment for the most part. For the most part. Yeah, I okay. mean, these not all the be. time, but, and again, it just, <laughs> I still the, don't know the vast majority of their last names. <laughs> the benefit of having the sex apartment is we have very few personal items here on premises other than our sexual toys and such that it makes it easier to bring a stranger into this atmosphere because they're not going to go digging through our things when they go to the bathroom and, and find something personal. Or, In our bathroom, you will find breath mints, <laughs> and lube (laughs) (laughs) and a candle that smells like my vagina (laughs) but for me i prefer sex at our apartment or at the house because that adds that extra layer of comfort for me and helps me relax and i don't want to say be more in control of the moment but more aware of my surroundings i know some random stranger isn't going to come walking into the room some no one's going to come knocking on the door telling me it's time to leave it's a place where i can set the temperature. I know the bed's comfortable. There's no line for the bathroom unless it's a bigger party and then you get to dance around naked waiting for the bathroom. But for you, I don't know which one is better for you. I don't know if I have a better. I think I enjoy both. I would say I have seen you thoroughly enjoy both. Yeah. I'm not an open door person. So the nights where they take the doors off and there's only chains or... You know, if another couple wants me to join them and they like the chain up, that can be a little bit of a... Now you say you're not, but I will say some of your best and favorite moments have been in a room with glass, have been in the group room where everyone's welcome to walk in. There's something different about a chain up versus being watched through a glass window. Like with the event that I had in the theater room, the door was closed, even though it was a glass door and people could see through it. And then there was a viewing room. There's something different. There's something more secure feeling that, okay, yeah, they can watch me, but they can't come in and touch me. And they're not going to be yelling over the chain like, hey, let me come in. And also, you know, the talk in the hallway or the talk outside the door when it's open. People might not be purposely talking loud enough, but when they do, I'm the type of person who's listening for everything all Mm -hmm. the time that that can throw me off. Sure, I like the watching eyes, but I don't really like the other parts of that. Fair enough. The mouth connected. (laughs) And then in the couple's room, every experience I've had in there have been very respectful couples. And if they've joined, they've asked. I've never been in a situation where I felt uncomfortable. That is the benefit of it being the couple's room as opposed to the open playroom. Right. Where the open playroom, it's kind of implied, hey, I'm in here, feel free to touch me. And yes, you're supposed to ask for consent. And if someone touches you and you push them away, they typically respect that. But in the couple's room, it's all couples. They're all there with their partner. And nobody wants to be that asshole that gets told, hey, get the fuck away from me. What are you doing in front of all these other couples? Right. It's a tough call. I mean, I definitely enjoy being somewhere I'm comfortable, uh, the sex apartment in our home. Even a hotel room sometimes can be comfortable just because it's a little bit more private. We haven't done a lot of hotel play. We haven't. I feel we need to start doing more of that, more vacation type play. We haven't needed to. And that's the benefit (laughs) of having a sex apartment and a club and a house that no matter where we happen to be in the area... It's like, hey, we're no more than 10 minutes away from a place that we have access to have sex. But I kind of like the idea of maybe some travel play. One day. (laughs) I like the idea of meeting a random couple at the bar, 
most likely in our scenario would be set up through some sort of lifestyle website where we meet them at the bar and it's, well, would you guys like to go up to our room? And we don't have the couch in that room where we're all going to sit around and talk. At, at that point, it's we've been hanging out in the bar and we've decided, hey, either we're going to keep hanging out at the bar until we leave or would you like to come back to our room? Well, you remember when we did have that experience. And exactly what I said happened. We hung out at a bar for a couple hours going into that this was actually at a bar that was about an hour's drive for us, which we typically don't do. We kind of, yeah. we, we invite people to the area near the sex apartment as we have a place to go hang out. And as we were driving down there, we were discussing if things go well, what are we going to do tonight? But this was a new couple and we're like, eh, they probably don't have anything planned. This is more of a test for them. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the week too, wasn't it? It, it was a weeknight. And I'm like, eh, we're just going to go have dinner, have a drink or two and hang out and meet them. And then we'll hang out with them some other time. Yeah. I was pretty sold. I was almost a hundred percent sure there was no way we were playing. And at one point I started looking up hotel rooms and I'm like, eh, there's a couple hotels nearby, but really do we need this? Go figure about two hours into sitting there. The guy goes, Hey, we have a hotel room right next door. Would you yeah, like guys right be comfortable in coming yeah. back with us? And like you said, we hadn't really discussed. Yeah. We kind of like could, looked at each other like, like what? Uh, uh, and and <laughs> you prepared. don't want to say I'm okay if you are. And right, then in force front of that. Them. <laughs> yeah. But I think we had both, I mean, feeling out the situation throughout the night, we, we were connecting really well. And I think we were both on board. We just were surprised and not prepared for the question. So I agree. We definitely need more. That was fun. But I also love that they were prepared. So they already had their room. They knew that they were not going home that night. They knew they were going to go back to their hotel room just for them. Mm -hmm. And that it just so happened we connected well and they were able to bring us back to their hotel room because we don't have to do this with the sex apartment very frequently. I don't know what protocol is. I don't know what other swingers do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you hear it on other podcasts all the time. Going out with other couples is expensive. We have to get a hotel room. We can't have them back where the kids are. Right. And we do have the benefit of this apartment. In. Been nice. But I still really want to have But I'm that. wondering if having a hotel room is almost like the pressure to make something happen. Well, you kind of, yeah, it, it's like, okay, I've rented this hotel room. Or what are we going to do? We just, well, that date sucked. Let's go upstairs. And But at the end of the night, if I'm having sex with you, I'm not complaining. I would really like us to get better at building up to a smoother transition when we get back here. I agree. Yeah. I think we can work on it. But still on my bucket list is something that I heard on another podcast where they do reverse dating, where, okay, we have dinner plans. We know by the end of dinner and drinking and talking, once everything keeps going, it's going to get really late. We're all going to be tired. We all have something to do the next day. What if we meet, play first, and then go out and enjoy dinner? And hey, if we're eager to play again afterwards, fantastic. We've got the time and the place. Let's do it. I love that idea. The only problem I have with that idea is my hair. I feel like I can't not have sex hair after I've had sex. It would be like, I have to stay standing. We can't roll me around on the bed. If this goes really well after dinner, you can mess up my hair all you want. But I also kind of <laughs> like the idea of walking someplace looking freshly fucked. <laughs> you do. Yeah, <laughs> not me. My hair is ridiculous after sex. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.